black excellence is award-winning. Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate black excellence throughout the black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And as usual, we have another fantastic guest who represents Black excellence across the Black diaspora. Today's guest is Dominic Lawson. Dominic, say hello to the world. What's going on, world? (laughs) All right. So Dominic uh, has quite the story. I'm chomping at the bit to get into it. Um, But everybody that tunes in to Dripping in Black know that we begin with the simple but deep question of who is our guest. So who is Dominic Lawson? Ooh, Dominic Lawson is a socially awkward black kid from South Memphis mm. who, who uh, loves history, uh, loves, uh, you know, anything with tech, loves, you know, uh, comic book theme. Uh, mm-hmm. movies and things of that nature uh, you know mm-hmm. on a whole nerd tip uh, but Dominic is ultimately a person who loves to learn uh, I, mm-hmm. I love to learn read whatever read books listen to podcasts uh, news articles things of that nature uh, you know but that's that's kind of who Dominic is I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a husband I'm a father uh, mm-hmm. I'm a community activist in the sense of like volunteering and things of that nature uh, mm. but, uh, I am just a person who likes to actively engage in life. That's who Dominic is. Okay. And so you said socially awkward. When, when did that, when did that label resonate with you? At what point Ooh, in your life? Um, uh-huh. I don't know. It's just one of those things where you, you, you're growing up and you, 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 you try to be cool with the cool kids <laughs> or you try to be nerdy with the nerdy kids and mm-hmm. it don't always pan out the way it does in your head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I just ultimately just kind of decided to, you know, Dominic should just be Dominic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, if that's, if that's socially awkward, then it's socially awkward. You know, I'll, yeah. you know, see something on in the movies or whatever you know I, you see something in the movies like i'm gonna try that at school and you, know, you do it at school and it don't work out you know <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that you know what i mean you know, it's like ain't nobody else it, 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 ain't nobody else got the script <laughs> right like you know it, it worked for denzel it ain't work for me what's that all about you know what i mean so but that that is who dominic is but you know through that social awkwardness comes just again you know my own kind of uh brand and sense of swag you know what i mean you know i think as i've gotten older in the in the years that uh you know you just lean into it you know because one of the things i've i've come to find out in life that whether you on on top of the world or the the bottom of the pit somebody's gonna have something to say so you might as well just be you you know well you might as well just lean into that so that's kind of what that is i guess yeah yeah that's that's a valuable lesson to learn, right? Labels are so false. Uh, I always right. feel, you know, I always feel like, you know, there's no box for me to be placed in. You know, I have a, a certain upbringing that I came from. I came from the east side of Detroit. I do have some east side mm-hmm. Detroit characteristics, but then I don't. You know, I am right. scholarly. 
you know, I have to have two degrees, but then, you know, sometimes I'm not scholarly, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so right. um, I'm a Christian, but there's some things that I I do on my own, you know? And so, you know, it's no real box to place me in. And I just think labels oftentimes are a false thing uh, anyways. It's, right? it, 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 yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, talking about like labels being a, kind of like this false construct, if you will, because people, it, yeah. we have to remember that like, it's easy for people to have labels so they can know what box to put you in, right? And so if you're right. a person who has, who can check multiple boxes or be put in multiple boxes, it's almost like they kind of malfunction in their own brain a little bit. Not <laughs> malfunction in the sense of like, whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, overload, cannot compute, you know what I mean? Kind I thought of you belonged over here, here but it seems like you belong over it, here. It, no, no, you don't exactly. fit over there. Yeah, right. they don't know where to put you. Exactly. Because, yeah. you know, you know, somebody can be, you know, scholarly, but like, don't let these degrees fool you. You can go get your hood real quick. You know what I mean? But 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 I, but I think that is the, the beauty of, you know, us as a people uh, is that, you know, we are not a monolith. We, we are not. And, and so yeah. when you go yeah. into spaces that, uh, you know, that are people who don't look like us, uh, sometimes you have to remind them of that. You yeah. know, uh, you know, not not necessarily in a when keeping it real goes wrong type of way, but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to tactfully remind people that like, look, this is this is you know, I I check multiple boxes, and because all of my you know, as my friend Anna Deshawn would say, uh, all my identities matter. They all matter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be no no matter what you box you want to put me in. So yeah, but it's just yeah. interesting when you said that. Yeah, and 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 into our own race, you know. Our own race right. that's true. That's true. brainwashed with the same, maybe even more so, into thinking this is what black looks like. This is what black is. No, we, right. we're not a monolith, right? But let's get into right. it. Uh, you are a man <laughs> of many, 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 many hats. So, so as a host, say. it's like, where do we begin? Where do we begin? So I'll just, I'll just start with one. We, you have several podcasts, right? So we'll talk about those. Uh, afterwards, but let's talk about okay. OWLS, O-W-L-S L-L-C, right? What is it? Mm-hmm. So OWLS is an education consultant firm, and it's an acronym for Optimism, Wisdom, Leadership, and Strategy. And so what we do mm-hmm. uh, is create curriculum or do, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the field training uh, for organizations, primarily schools and school districts, but also, uh, you know, uh, companies, nonprofits, things of that nature, because a lot of times they're looking to solve a problem, right? For schools, a lot of times uh, we're brought in often uh, during the end of the year when the, you know, uh, when the uh, state testing is starting to be performed and things of that nature, whether it be English or history or something like that. And so mm-hmm. some of those kids who um, uh, need a little help uh, to get ready for state testing, uh, you know, brought in for, for things of that nature or maybe for ACT time. Uh, mm. uh, things of that nature. And so that's kind of what we're brought in. But oftentimes we're brought into nonprofits it's like, hey, I'm trying to relay this message to our, our, our stakeholders, to our employees, whatever the case may be. How, what kind of language can I use in order to get the message across? Or how come when I do um, a review with uh, one person, I get one type of review as opposed to when I do it with a group of people, I get a different type of review. And so explaining like, well, that is a scenario when people, when they're one-on-one, they can be a little bit more intimate as opposed to in a group that used to kind of be on some group think type of 
uh, yeah. nature, if you will. They just kind of go with the flow because they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so that's kind of what Owls is. You know, it's more heavily into the education side. Uh, it was mm-hmm. my wife's idea uh, to create Owls LLC uh, in order to, you know, because she was an educator just like you uh, at, at Square. She's an educator for over 15 years and then had the idea, you know what? You know, I can uh, touch multiple schools with with the skill set that I have and problem solving. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she calls me one day, say, hey, I got this idea for a company. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And so that's kind of how it, it came to be. And so we've been doing that um, since uh, 2014, February of 2014. We've been doing that uh, still rocking and rolling, you know, definitely not the easiest of things to do to start a company. But, you know, <laughs> we've been rocking and rolling since 2014. Uh, husband, wife dynamic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has had some challenges and from that came the podcast, but we'll talk more about that later, obviously. But uh, that is what Owls is. It's an education consultant firm uh, just out here trying to help people and help organizations to be better people and better organizations. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the wife. Uh, I want to dig in a little bit about this. So if I'm a school and I have you come in um, and we're dealing with the test, your curriculum is different in what way from the curriculum that they are already experiencing? Well, a, a lot of times it, it's a situation where, you know, the curriculum is, while it is, you know, probably good in its own right, is only a piece of what they ultimately need, right? And my mm-hmm. wife's the educator, so I'm not going to get into the particulars <laughs> here because that's gotcha. beyond my expertise. <laughs> but the way it's explained to me uh, is it, it, a situation where maybe we're, we're, we're working on uh, uh, phonics and maybe the phonics needs to be paired with sentence structure. It needs to be paired with uh, you know, other type of language uh, uh, apparatuses or whatever, or apparati, mm-hmm. I guess. That might be the mm-hmm. appropriate word to say it mm-hmm. uh, in order to be in place. So a lot of times, long story short, in schools, uh, we have found often that like many schools are looking for that silver bullet, that silver bullet mm-hmm. to solve that one thing solve all these problems when in actuality, right. it's not yeah. just that one thing. There's multiple pieces to it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so we just try to fill in those gaps. Right. And so gotcha. my wife in the curriculum that she builds a lot of times or just the, with the coaching that she does, she tries to fill in those gaps. And a lot of the consultants that we kind of subcontract with, they fill in those gaps uh, to kind of make sure that we get the comprehensive learner you know, out the door as opposed to just pushing a person with a one particular skill set out the door, you know, i.e. graduation or whatever the case may be into the workforce. Yeah. And another thing that we also try to do, uh, which is very important to me, is because, you know, we hear a lot of times in education, this idea of uh, uh, be uh, college and career ready, right? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, yeah. let's be honest, a lot of times we focus on the college part than the career part. Now, I think that dynamic is changing a little bit here recently. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just understand that, like, you know, there's other options as opposed to just the one option, not to say anything bad about college or anything like that. But it's more mm-hmm. so like yeah. there's other scenarios to that path to success. And so trying to highlight that as well and offer those uh, pieces of advice and coaching and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as an educator, I would question if we focus on the college part as well. <laughs> but that's a, that's another story for another podcast. Uh, we, we're going to have to get the wife on at some point. Uh, she represents. Absolutely. As well. So I'm just I'm doing a shameless uh, offering inv- invitation on camera. 
for the wife to come. I on will let way. her know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get down to these podcasts, man. Um, oh, and let's no, let's talk briefly about Meadows behavioral sure. healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, so the podcasting kind of leads into uh, okay. that part, right? So we we can we can go to the podcast, and we can go straight. Okay, there. let's it's totally do that, man. Yeah, go go to the podcast. Um, so which one? Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got uh, twenty five podcasts. So <laughs> which, which one is this? One? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, so I'll, I'll start with the the podcast because it kind of leads to that. Long story short, so I started podcasting twenty sixteen. Uh, with the startup mm-hmm. life, the startup life is a podcast about entrepreneurs and for for entrepreneurs and career minded professionals mm-hmm. looking to kind of you know get that level up in, on the corporate ladder or some inside tips and tricks for their business, right? And so Excellent. we grew that show uh, to uh, you know over three hundred episodes. Very proud of the startup life uh, and the mm-hmm. work we did with it. Uh, you know, we had on the co-founder of Netflix, the founder of Dunkin' Donuts, the founder of Route Twenty One. Uh, chief legal officer at Airbnb, chief marketing officer at MasterCard, wow. just to just to name drop a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, through that and that success, uh, the behavioral health company, Metals Behavioral Healthcare, they saw the podcast and the work that I was doing. It's like, you know what? Our guy just left for NPR. Would you do that for us? And so last year, they hired me as their uh, podcast host, editor, and producer a podcast and for them i took over season four of their long-standing show uh beyond theory that uh focuses okay. on a, a trauma addiction recovery things of that nature mental health uh you know i took over season four of that and then in turn i created where we okay. talk about you know go through a person's uh journey of recovery and re- addiction and things of that nature and so that is how metals behavioral health care comes into the fold so. Okay. Wow. So startup <laughs> podcast is a podcast dealing with starting up businesses. That startup leads life, into yes. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's startup life. The startup life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I mispronounced yeah. it. I, I will do that. My startup body. life co- podcast, right? Startup deals life. with this. Uh-huh. Deals with startup businesses, or the, the startup of businesses yes. for entrepreneurs. Yes. And from that attracted this relationship from Metal's behavioral healthcare, which led to two more podcasts. Yes, yes. And uh-huh. it's it's funny because uh I was I was uh getting ready to do a recording for the startup life and my phone buzzes. And we have been having some weird situation with our phone, and it was a voicemail that I got from six days previous, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was mm-hmm. actually them calling me, like, hey, call us. This and the other, so I, I was like, "Oh man, what is this?" Uh, and so mm-hmm. I do the recording, call them. It's like, "Yeah, when you re- when you didn't respond back to us, we just assumed you wasn't interested." I was like, "No, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see what you had to say." And so mm-hmm. it just kind of went from there. All right, so you have to do quite a bit of reading, I would think. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about startup businesses on one hand, and then these other podcasts are dealing with behavioral. The behavioral health, so like mental health, yeah. addiction, trauma, yeah. things of that nature, different types of uh, pr- uh, diagnosis, stuff like that. You're not Absolutely. just on there Absolutely. spewing your own opinions, I would assume. <laughs> no, not at all. And the thing is, to be fair, it's like I'm not even really, you know, having opinions that much in the gather, you know, that much in the like or whatever, right? It's more so like mm-hmm. guiding the conversation so that the expert on the show can, you know, have their opinions, have yeah. their 
you know, uh, diagnosis and this and the other, but I do have to do a bit of reading. And I found, honestly, uh, in my podcast journey, that's been my differentiating factor. That's been my competitive advantage is to do yeah. that reading. Uh, yeah. When I had on back on the startup life, when I had the co-founder of Netflix on, I read the entire book. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was able to ask questions that are not the canned questions that they would normally get when they go on these press book releases and things yeah. of that nature. And so once I started reading the books of the people I brought on and I knew it was a competitive advantage, I started making that a requirement. Like, hey, I know you have a book coming out. Send me the book so I can prep. Right. Yeah. And so they send you a free book or whatever, even before it comes out. Right. Because they want to get good mm-hmm. press for it. So they send you the book ahead of time. And then, um, you know, do some prep and stuff like that, you know, and sometimes I'm able to read the whole book. Sometimes I'm not, but I usually get a pretty good gist of the direction they're going in and pull out one or two, maybe three nuggets that I know that they haven't been asked before and then ask them uh, about that. And so I I found that that reading part has been a competitive advantage for me in podcast. And it's, it's proven that way in the startup life It's proven that way uh, in the two shows I do for metals, behavior, healthcare, and my uh, black history podcast that I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, um, I guess my question is, I'm always curious, how did you end up here? Right. (laughs) What, what placed you into this cycle of podcast work that you're in the midst of right now? Uh, Um, well, it it started, I mean, like I said, just go back just a little bit. It started with, you know, uh, the first show, my wife, I was actually writing blogs or whatever, right? Uh, writing business blogs and people, you know, you start a business, people tend to ask, hey, how do you start a business? Yeah. How do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. And so I was writing these yeah. blogs, and but it became a bit, you know, uh, a bit much. And so my wife had the idea, hey, maybe you should start a podcast, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So again, you know, better half. Uh, so I started <laughs> She sounded like the better half. <laughs> right, right. You know, so. Already. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, start uh, the, the, the podcast, uh, nature, stuff like that. And then I knew I wanted to grow the show. And so what I did was I knew that there was a lot of business podcasts out there. Right. So it's like, again, how do I differentiate? How do I grow an audience? Yeah. And so yeah. where can I find a pre-installed audience if it's taking a long time to build one myself? Where's wow. their audience is already listening to stuff? Okay. Radio. Radio, traditional radio. So I started calling radio stations around the country mm-hmm. saying, hey, do you have an open slot? I don't care if it's Saturday at 10 o'clock at a night or it's like, you know, some spot that they're not people listening. I just want a spot. Right. Some people say you have to pay for the spot. Some people like, cool, you know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. give you a spot. And so radio mm-hmm. was a way to expand the, the, the reach and the following of the show wow. to get more listeners and this that, and the other. So I leveraged traditional radio. I called about 400 radio stations, 10 replied yes. Most of them didn't reply back at all. And wow. so it was kind of a numbers game. Yeah. And so fast forward to 2019, so I'm doing this a little bit. And, uh, you know, it, it, it still kind of I, I grew the show, but it still hit this wall, right? Still hit this wall. It, it just got to a point where he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. And so I got on this other radio station where I had to pay a significant amount of money but I had to pay for it. So I didn't, we didn't have the money. We weren't generating the business enough. Uh, mm. So I started doing Uber, started doing Uber to mm. pay for the studio time, this, that, and the other, uh, you know, trucking along for two years, like get up three 30 in the morning, hit the Uber streets mm. at four o'clock, do Uber runs to about seven o'clock, take the school, take the kids to school, come back, record, get some rest, go out, do an Uber. And that was a seven mm. day thing. 
for two years, uh-huh. right? And then, you know, after all that, that's when, you know, uh, got those big time uh, uh, guests <laughs> that I mentioned, those big time guests, uh, those big time guests warranted sponsorship. Uh, I, I, yeah. At one point in time, I got, you know, a few sponsorship dollars. Uh, the, the coolest one, well, there's two of them. One of them was um, uh, LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger have like a, uh, like an energy drink company or like a health drink company. Or whatever. So I was okay. able to be sponsored for them for about two months. That was kind of cool. I mm-hmm. took that money to buy a Rodecaster Pro, right? You know, that I got that sponsorship and just kept putting money back into the, the podcast and stuff like that. And then one company gave me a paint sprayer and a check. It was a paint spraying company. It gave me a paint sprayer and it gave me a check. <laughs> and so doing this for two years, hustling, grinding, all this other stuff, whatever, you, you know, superbs if you want to put it in there. Then that's when the Meadows called. And then all the Uber days went away. There was no need to Uber <laughs> anymore because they were, they, they, you know, they, they, I, I made enough money in the six months working for the Meadows that I made in all the years of, you know, podcast up until that point. And mm-hmm. so honestly, long story short, Dave, it was honestly was just like, I knew I, I had this skill set uh-huh. and I knew that I wanted to pursue this skill set. And so from there, I just, you know, just put in that work. And, and kept the faith that it would work out. And uh, unfortunately, by the grace of God, it has worked out so far. Yeah, these are the interviews that I love. There's so many things popping off in my mind as you are speaking. Um, so I'm going to shift the gear a little bit. There was a <laughs> there was a show on Netflix called Startup. Are you familiar with that? I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with it, no. Okay, well, that was just a stab in the dark. It was, my, it was great. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my um, my other idea, my other thought was, what's your educational background? So you're you're in the podcast world now. Does that line up mm-hmm. with you know your schooling, or this is that a departure from what you did in school? It, it's a departure from what I did in school. So I my uh, schooling, I actually do not have a degree. Right. I, mm-hmm. I'm literally six hours away from a degree. And the reason that is, is because wow. I spent some time in the, I, I spent some time in the army. Uh, this mm-hmm. the other, and I used the, uh, wow. the army to, uh, you know, uh, you know, pay for some school and stuff like that. I went to school before I went in the army, had a few mm-hmm. student loans, but then I went back to school mm-hmm. when the army after the army went back to school, went after a business administration degree. So I was doing that. Mm-hmm. The army was paying for that. And then it was around the time we started the company that I knew I loved business. Uh, and so he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't want to wait to finish the degree. I just mm-hmm. want to go ahead and start this company with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, the opportunity mm-hmm. came. And so I just pursued it. And so it, it was just a situation where I, I was I was doing some things in banking at the time as well, when I was, you know, going to school and, and things of that nature and learning business. Uh, but the opportunity to present itself presented itself to start that company with my wife. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take this. Uh, and yeah. I, I found myself uh, learning quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. in, in the business world by just starting. So, uh, yeah. you know, I am not detracting from any kids who are listening to this. If the, you want to go to college, go to college. It's a fascinating mm-hmm. uh, uh, endeavor to to partake. I think a lot of there's a lot of advantages to going to college, but it was one of those things mm-hmm. for me that I knew what I wanted to do. I absolutely knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just with reckless abandon pursued that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we often don't share this, but we have the chat up in, in Zoom and my producer put some stuff in there. And it's usually just for 
the people that are part of the recording, but he puts damn hustler <laughs> as, <laughs> as a description of you. And uh, I mean, that seems to be the deal, right? You, you, you really hustled your way into what you really wanted to accomplish. So I think if there are kids watching, that's an important lesson for them to learn, right? And then at Absolutely. some point, you do have to jump in, even if you've gone to school and got your degree. At some point, you got to jump in. I, 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 absolutely. And, and the thing is, I'm, I'm actually having this conversation with my nephew right now. Right. You know, he, he's not exactly sure what he wants to do after high school and stuff like that. And so his parents asked him to talk to me or whatever. Right? And I was like, look, when it comes to me, you know, I absolutely knew what I wanted to do. But if I were you and I wasn't sure, I would go to college. So that way yeah. I can figure, I can try a few things, right? See what's yeah. out there. You know what I mean? And, you know, and if, um, if, you, if you graduate, that's great, you know, wonderful, you know, uh, this, that, and the other, at the very least, you have a skill, you have a, 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 a skill set that you can, that is marketable in these streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether, no yeah. matter what you decide to do, but if you absolutely know what you want to do, Honestly, there's really nobody that can tell you otherwise. It's really yeah. not. So you might as well pursue that. And so that's just kind of what I did. And it's worked out so far. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, so let's get to the the final podcast that I know of. Uh, you can correct me if there's something <laughs> else. But you have a Black <laughs> Black is America podcast. I'm very curious about this. So, So what is that? So Black is America is a podcast that highlights little known African-American figures and stories. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we hear about Black history, we 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 hear the the, the usual cast of characters, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, yeah. Frederick, yeah. Frederick Douglass. Right. And yeah. let, let's be clear about it. Right. Like they have instrumental value in the story that is us. Like yeah. there is no mistaking about that. Yeah. However, I, I think there is something to be said because you know again we were talking about black people not being a monolith out here uh, i think it's something to be said about other stories so that way we know you know what i want to be able to do what they did like you know there's not that for the longest time growing up there was not an african-american president now there's an yeah. african-american president that we can point to right you know yeah. and so i wanted to tell some of those stories um whether it be in the army in nascar in the fashion industry, things of that nature. And so I just wanted to be able to tell stories uh, that we haven't heard from or haven't heard enough about uh, from people either we haven't heard from or people we have heard of. And there's little known stories to kind of highlight their greatness and things of that nature. And I just wanted to tell those stories. And so again, uh, my wife actually, once again, came up with the name <laughs> of the show. I'm, I'm sorry, it, it is what it is. We were, I, hey, I, I ain't I, mad at you. One, you know, the, the thing is, believe it or not, I have a hard time. I can create a show like that. I can create a podcast out of almost nothing, honestly. But naming them becomes an issue, right? Uh, sometimes. And so I was explaining to my wife, you know, the scope of the show, how I wanted to share, how I wanted to share that, like, look, the history of America, the United States, cannot be written the way that it is without Black America. Like, it is not right. Feasibly possible, like you. It's incomplete. It's, it's, it's extremely incomplete, right? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And so I shared all of this. She's like, "Oh, black is America." It literally <laughs> took her two seconds to come up with the name. I was like, 
that's it that's the show and so black is america uh was born and, and so it, it's been an absolute uh blast to create the show it, it's it's been challenging to create the show it's been yeah. uh very uh humbling and an amazing experience to create the show because when you when you talk to these people and you dive into these stories uh it, it's, it's just one of those things like wow we we really are magic. Like we really are magic in, in the sense of like creating things and, and being a part of things. And so I just wanted to highlight that in a podcast form. Yeah, man. So when we started our podcast, we would end uh, each podcast with what we call the last drip. And what my role in that was, I'm a history teacher, was to try to find some Black history nugget that tied somewhat into the guest. And I would tell that story. And, and that was uh, just the research that that it brought me, the jewels that are out there, people that have done so many things of our of our people. Um, we kind of went away from it last season because it became it did become a bit challenging to find, you know, you know, it, it's so difficult Absolutely. just to find that. And so I really want to be a part of making that more readily available. You know, you think of Carter G. Wilson and the role he played in chronicling our history. And uh, right. the, the young man is doing it now. He's not young, but he's uh, Gates. You know, Gates is Henry Lewis chronicling Gates, yeah. our history. Right. You know, I just think it's time for us to get a, a platform where we can access our history. And it's a trusted source that people can go to to learn, you know, we need to keep teaching, you know, as a teacher, the MLKs of the world, because the further Absolutely. we get away from that, you know, you'd be surprised how these kids don't even know, really can really understand his role on the planet, right? Not just Absolutely. with Black folks, but he's one of the greatest people to ever cross the planet. And so, you know, that, that's necessary. But like you said, these... You know, all, all along the way, there's been Black people doing all kinds of things in all facets of life. Two things there. You know, one is you're absolutely right. Like, we we have to continue to tell those stories, right? You know, and, and one of the things we try to do with Black is America is not to replace those stories, but to supplement those stories, right? Because yeah. one of the, the episodes that we did um, recently here to commemorate the March on Washington was the story of Ledger Smith. Ledger Smith was a, uh, a man who took roller skates from Chicago to D.C. to highlight the March on Washington. And also mm. the other aspects of uh, segregation that was going on at the time. Like, mm. you know, when we talk about swimming pools, we talk about museums, you know, zoos or whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a level of segregation where roller rinks were segregated as well. And so that mm. highlighted that part. You know, a friend of mine, when you were talking about Henry Louis Gates and Carter G. Woodson, uh, a friend of mine, when I first played her the the sample version of Lieutenant John Fox, the very first episode we have, uh, she's mm. like, Dominic, you're like a modern day griot, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Sean's going to put that that graphic up of what a griot is. But when when <laughs> when uh, when um, when I heard that, I, I heard a, a calling. Right. Like I didn't like I was doing this for one purpose, but now that purpose is just deepened even more so it's like it yeah. went from something really cool to do to mm -hmm. i absolutely have to do this now yes right yeah. because when we lose those stories and we don't have those stories of mlk 
of of a Harry Tubman and Frederick Douglass uh, and, and others, we we lose it, right? You know, right. And, and we forget that you know, uh, you know, certain things, and we take certain things for granted. Uh, and so that's uh, that's that's that has become very important uh, in this work, and uh, to have the reception that it's had has been amazing. And um, I I. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I really enjoy doing this work and Black as America is extremely important to me. Yeah, yeah. And it's us telling our stories uh, as a history teacher. Absolutely. The, lesson, the first lesson I teach students is history is not a bunch of facts. Facts augment history, right? You can't tell Absolutely. history without facts. Then it becomes a myth. But history is his or her story being told. And so, you know, when we talk about curriculum, a lot of times in schools and the the lack of curriculum or the false curriculum is oftentimes because it's the history that we're being taught is told from a European perspective. Well, those are the books that are written. Those are the those are the people who have the money tied into the curriculum, you know. And so for us, if we want that, either we're going to go back to, you know, segregated schools where we have our own school and do our own curriculum or we're going right. to put something in front of people and say this needs to be a part of the curriculum right and it needs to be us telling our story yeah absolutely it's funny you mentioned that because one of the the coals that was thrown into the fire to do this show was an article that was came out uh, a few years ago from a hollywood producer uh, or he was quoted in the article, the Hollywood producer, and he said, "You know what? I, there's no other stories to tell." And I was like, "Huh? <laughs> what? You know, like, do excuse me?" And, and, and so, you know, and, and and every time I I hear stuff like that, because he's not the only one who thinks that. I think yeah. about Lieutenant John Fox. Lieutenant John Fox was a World War II hero who called artillery fire on himself. Black man called artillery mm. fire on himself. Took out a hundred Germans. And they was able to recapture the town that he was in a few days later. Had he not done that, those people wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to retreat. They don't recapture mm-hmm. that town in Italy. And, you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even know who Lieutenant John Fox is. We kind of don't know who he is now. Yeah. But when you hear these stories, it, it, it changes the narrative of a, of a young person who looks like us. And it changes that trajectory of what we've been told. Right. You know, we are heroes. We do come from people who create great things, right? You know, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so it's just fascinating uh, the number of stories and the things that come out. And so, again, like you said, to reiterate, reiterate your point, it's very important not only for these stories to be told, but for we to tell our story. That's why, you know, uh, for me, owning our narrative is extremely important. You know, we, when people talk about Black excellence and this and the other only the narrative is important to me. That's what Black excellence is for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. I, you know, you're one of those guests I could talk to, I think, uh, till <laughs> till everybody stops listening. <laughs> so so we, we definitely don't want that to happen. So I want to give you an opportunity you. to uh, drop any social media for all the various things that you are doing. So kind of give that that information for our audience. Sure thing. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. 
uh, on the podcast. It's an amazing opportunity. I really appreciate very humbled by you and S squared to, to have this platform and to have me on there. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, you can catch uh, the startup life. It has over 300 episodes. If you're a person who's looking for uh, help in your business, I literally have the bit, some of the best business minds in the world on the show. And you can find that on any uh, podcast platform, Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher radio, uh, and the like. Uh, and once you get those business tips and you want to get uh, an idea of our history and and learn more about Black history, then I definitely welcome you to check out the Black is America podcast, also on all podcast platforms. Uh, and as far as social media, you can find them on, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And I don't do a lot of social media stuff because more so because uh, Black is America, to create the episodes, it takes a lot. It takes yeah. a lot, but I, I put more of my I put more of my emphasis into the episodes. But I do post up on social media from time to time just to not be quiet. But you can find that on any social media platform, uh, and also all podcast platforms. Black is America, uh, either black at Black is America or at Black is America podcast. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I was doing the last drip, man. That that that's a lot of work. It's, it was a lot of uh, finding somebody else's information. And, and broadcasting it from my from my microphone and that was a lot of work in itself uh to do an entire podcast on it man and have to dot your i's and cross your t's people you know because people are gonna come for you <laughs> i can only imagine uh the word it, behind it, it man it, so it, it people started we uh announced the show in september and we debuted the cover art people when they saw the cover art people came for us now mm-hmm. we ain't dropped a, a snippet of an audio or nothing. When they saw the cover art, people came for us. So you know, but it's it, it's meant to get a rise out of people to uh, to mm. like you know, hey, again, you can't tell the story of the United States without Black Americans. It's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to uh, be a part of your startup life podcast, do they reach out to you through social media? And if so, what is that social media? Um, you can, uh, again, on, on Facebook, just the Startup Life Podcast or Instagram, the Startup Life Podcast. You know, either way, you can reach out there or you can email me at uh, Dominic at AskOwlSolutions.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-C at Ask, A-S-K, Owl, Solutions.com. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, for the uh, for the audio um, listeners, we do have a video portion and we will actually put the words and letters up there for, for the video uh, people. So you can always check that. All right, man. So I've asked you all the easy questions. Now it's time to get down to the most difficult question that we we must ask as we close out our episode. Are you ready? I am ready, sir. <laughs> Have you ever graced the cover of a magazine? I have not. I hope to be, but I have not. Uh, if if you could have a, the cover of a magazine, is there a particular magazine that you would like to be graced the cover of? Hmm. Or anyone will do. Um, <laughs> um you know, I, I, I definitely wouldn't mind being on the cover of like, you know, uh, you know, Ebony always comes to mind, right? You know, that's always oh, a good yes. one, right? You know, yeah, but you know, absolutely. there's there's definitely uh there's definitely uh others, you know, any type of history magazine would mm-hmm. be great, you know, just kind of yeah. 
changing the face of history and how it's told stuff like that would be kind of cool absolutely uh but you know but you know but i would definitely love to be on the dripping in black you know uh, magazine <laughs> cover if, if that is ever afforded to me if that's possible well i mean you know it's almost like you do these podcasts you know a little something um, that's a perfect <laughs> segue uh we uh as we have our guests on one of the things we like to do is place them on the cover of the dripping in and black magazine and uh there's your cover <laughs> oh that's amazing thank you so much that's <laughs> that's truly awesome my yeah, my mate so, there it is right there yes sir you know you can only have one first so we, we beat everybody to the punch and we we are proud of it uh over my shoulder you see quite a few guests from the first and first and second seasons and we we print those out, laminate them, and send them out to you as a parting gift, but also fill our wall of fame with uh, with guests as well as an appreciation. So th- thank you for coming out to our podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Any shout outs you want to give before we close out? Uh, I just want to say, you know, once again, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, S Square is always uh, has been a mentor to me and uh, a really good friend to me and, and, and giving ideas for Black as America. So I'm very grateful to him. But uh, also just shout out to all Black creatives out there. You know, we, I, I know there's a narrative out there that, you know, that, you know, another, uh, you know, demographic is out there running, the, you know, running the market. But we, we come into, we are out here. We are creating all types of content, all types of creator creative outlets and so if you are a black creative keep keep getting better keep working on the craft uh and because the thing is what you put out there in the universe is very much needed so i just want to make sure i shout that out yeah i think you might want to shout out the wife too i'm just helping you out <laughs> you know I, I, you know some sometimes she gets she, she gets embarrassed by me doing that but i'll definitely do that just to cover my bases but you know my wife has been amazing on this journey uh i i tell her all the time you know uh everything i am everything i will hope to become begins and ends with her uh and so uh, again um i i am truly grateful for her and her guidance and her help uh, and so I, I, I truly love her and I can't wait for her uh, to come on the Dripping and Black podcast as well. Yeah. If you could, can you straighten up a little bit so they can see your, your oh, yeah. that's going to yeah, work perfectly it. with got this. Uh, I want to remind our audience that the DIBK Drip Shop is open. Go to DIBKDripShop.com to cop the latest Dripping and Black merch. We see Dominic and myself donning one of our t-shirts racism is dumb and that is a fact all right and so let's get past that people dibkdripshop.com you can find these and other dripping in black merch uh for you to purchase and send us gifts to other folks and stuff like that all right as always we want to give a huge thanks to all of our listeners viewers supporters and subscribers and until next time we say be kind be loving and be excellent on purpose it is a choice up next on dripping in black podcast is the ceo and founder of the cannabis advisory group colette ramsey so i was excited about it and of course all my family thought i was crazy and i never consumed 
wasn't an issue for me. And I told everyone, I don't care about getting people high. They're like, oh, now you're a drug dealer. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> shout out to all the drug dealers because I'm just going to fast forward it. Wharton School, two years ago, just created an investment group for cannabis. So all the cats I knew from Wall Street and everybody who was in corporate left those jobs. So now they're drug dealers too. So hey, there's something to be said about the change of America. And I just knew that it was a space to be in, to, to, to plant yeah. my foot and to become educated. Just experienced a Dripping in Black production.